Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Adam Markham, and I'm joined in the virtual soda check by the one, the only, Johnny the Greek. Johnny, how are we doing this evening? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, how about you? We got Bipocalypse, so that, that's fun. Yes, it is. I can't remember a worse week. Honestly, a worse year. I mean, the, the injury luck I've had this year, I feel like I've been getting hammered in points against in almost every single league that I care about. Um, but yeah, the bye weeks are a nightmare right now. Um, to tell you where I'm at, uh, when the when the news that Julio Jones was going to be active came across the notification for me today at work, I did a silent little uh, fist pump at my desk. So um, we're sad. We're in a bad, bad spot at the moment, guys. But, um, you know, whatever. It's uh, it's. We still love it. We, we're we're still into it. We're still gonna we're still gonna give it give it give it our all to the very end. So, uh, whatever. Who cares? How you doing, Johnny? Good, man. Good. It's all about the 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 tenacity and uh, like the zombie mentality. Like I'm gonna make you kill me. Like I'm I'm not just gonna give up. You know, not gonna stop doing what I do. Like you have to take me out. And as long as we're like that, we got a real good shot. Yeah, we're gonna try and play spoiler alert. We wanna we wanna run people's dreams if uh, if we can't have ours. So, right, that's what we do. Um, but yeah, welcome in everyone. We're gonna get right into it. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about this game tonight. We're um, it's kind of surprising. It's Eagles twenty one, Houston Texans seventeen. Uh, we're at we're almost all the way through um, three quarters, but uh, it's been a pretty entertaining game. Oh, um, Jalen, come on, baby. Mm. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I got it on here. <laughs> yeah, no worries, me too. But I've got, I've got, uh, I've got quite a bit of Jerry Hughes. I've got a ton of Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Who we got to give some respect to that dude, man. He is bawling out of his mind right now. Um, I mean, he's averaging fifteen points, fifteen point uh, eight points per game on the year. But if you look at what he's done over his last four guys averaging like 26 a game right now so um it's a it he, he's a cornerback for me in 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 a few leagues and that's just an absolute cheat code so shout out to chauncey gardner johnson or whatever he calls himself i know he's he's got a few names but uh he, that dude's a baller oh dude there's there's nothing like that i got a couple of leagues where i have uh legerious sneed and julian love as my cornerbacks. wow <laughs> yeah that's amazing man and that's how it is in that one league for me. I have Legereus Need and I have uh, Gardner Johnson. Also, I picked up a Monty Hooker because he was a cornerback. Which oh my god, yeah. We thank you for messing up on the designations. Uh, whoever you are out there, thank you for that. Yeah. But anyway, this is um, this is a this is going to be a a pretty pretty fun week. I think let's let's go ahead and get into it. I mean, we got a lot to cover here. Um, we don't want to. Uh, we don't. We we've done enough of the pleasantry exchanging. Let's get on into it. So first game on the docket, we got the Bills versus the Jets, over under of forty seven. I guess before I get going, I should explain. We're going to be using the, uh, we're going to be using PFF's pass blocking efficiency metric. This is a PFF signature stack uh, stat measuring pressure allowed on a per snap basis with weighting towards sack allowed. So again, that is. O-line pass blocking efficiency. Um, Bills versus the Jets. The Jets are favored by 12 and a half here. Over under 47. 
Bills rank 10th in an offensive line pass blocking efficiency. They have allowed 48, 48 QB pressures and only 11 sacks on 308 pass snaps. Jets rank 26. Um, they have allowed 97 QB pressures and 19 sacks on 326 pass snaps. So the points per game leaders for the Bills, uh, Jordan Poyer, uh, 15 points per game this year, 68.4 PFF grade. Sounds like he may not play in this one. So if that's the case, Jaqu- uh, Jaquan Johnson will be the Poyer replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Milano, 14.9 points per game, having a fantastic year. Overall PFF grade of 79.1, 88.1 coverage grade. Tremaine Edmonds also having a really good year, 14.4 points per game. This is the best year of his career, fancy wise and PFF wise. 70.8 overall PFF grade with a 76.7 coverage grade. So, um, in 2021, he had a 48.5 overall PFF grade and a 34.6 coverage grade. So, we'd love to see that contract year glow up. He's trying to get paid. Massive salute to Tremaine. Um, Von Miller doing his damn thing. 14.1 points per game this year. Playing 62% of the defensive snaps. That's all he needs to do. Um, 89.8 PFF grade. That ranks sixth best among all edge rushers that have played 100 snaps. Uh, old Greg Rousseau, 13.6 points, per, uh, 13.6 points per game this year. 81.9 PFF grade. 14.1% pressure rate. The average rate for edge rushers is 9.7%. So hat tip to old Macri for these, these stats. Um, but he has been frustrating as of late through his first three games. He was averaging 21 points per game over the last four, only 8.3. So hoping for a strong second half from old Greg. I don't think you can take him out of your lineup. Um, and then last Damar Hamlin, he's averaging 10.2 points per game since entering a full-time role in week three. What about corners, Johnny? Yeah, I'm not really playing any corners this week. The Jets don't like to pass. They really can't pass that well. This is not the place to play any corners. Although Tredavious White is eligible to return from IR. So that's huge. Don't get him now, but get him for like later. Pick him up now. Um, you know, that's that's huge. But uh, if you do got to do go with someone, Teron Johnson's probably your best bet, I would think. Okay, moving along to the Jets. The points per game leaders, Quinn and Williams. 17 points per game this year, 90.8 PFF grade. Mm, that is fourth best. He's killing um, it, man. Yeah. Gr- great year. Yeah, he's he's really, really good. That's fourth best among all interior defensive linemen. Pass rush win rate of 16.4. That's eighth best among all interior defensive linemen. Average win rate for uh, interior defensive linemen is 8.7. CJ Mosley averaging 13.8 points per game this year, 61.8 PFF grade. He has the second most tackles in the NFL with 82. Sauce Gardner, 12.8 points per game, 85.0 PFF grade. He's tied for the league lead in pass deflections with 12. So Sauce Gardner, he's looking like a, a baller. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Quincy Williams, 10.8, 48.0 PFF grade. Snaps have been all over the place the last few weeks. 81% in week six, 52% in week seven, 74% in week eight. So... I don't know, man. I, I I mean, he's been productive. He's getting a lot of tackles, but I don't know what to make of that. Um, yeah, it's been it, he's been flip flopping with Quan. I I can't figure it out either. But uh, you know, he's still getting production, and he's going to get production this week. It's the Bills, you know. Like there'll be plenty to eat for this uh, Jets IDP. 
Yeah. Carl Lawson, 10.5 points per game, 65.1 PFF grade. He's playing 62% of the snaps this season. And then DJ Reed, 10.3 points per game, 79.3 PFF grade. Uh, oh, Jordan Whitehead as well, 8.6. He's been he's been frustrating. This was a guy that I thought was you know going to be a safety one this year. That has not been the case. He's really been like a safety three. Only playing 41% of his snaps in the sweet spot. Does have a 70.4 PFF grade, but... You can't really trust him right now, folks. Yeah. Um, and this is a great Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed week. Obviously, you don't need me to tell you that. It's the Bills passing attack. Yeah, for sure. Johnny, you want to take the next game? Yes, sir. Moving on to the Dolphins and the Bears. Over under of 45.5. Dolphins are favored by five. Miami ranks 17th in pass blocking efficiency, allowing 85 QB pressures and 17 sacks on 319 pass snaps. Chicago ranks 31st, so almost dead last in pass blocking efficiency, allowing 78 pressures in a league leading 31 sacks on the year. Dallas certainly added to that last week. Uh, the Bears give up the second most points per game to defensive ends. So good week for uh, your Dolphins, Bradley Chubb and uh, Jalen Phillips. Uh, Xavier Howard's questionable, has missed practice this week. Uh, I really wouldn't play him anyway. The Bears, um, they're up from 10, less than 10 completed passes a game to about 15 now. So improvement, um, but it's still not good. Uh, Bradley Chubb limited in practice this week. Emmanuel Agba, full participant. Uh, yeah, what are we doing with Chubb? Let's talk about that real quick before we move on here. Man, I love me some Bradley Chubb and I love, I love this trade. Um, I trust what they got going on there in Miami. I love that he is um, going to be playing alongside Jalen Phillips, who I think is, you know, as the kids used to say, he got next. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this is a great move. I mean, I understand that he he's missed 24 games since I think it was 2019. But, you know, that stuff can, that can just be bad luck. You know, we, we've seen that happen plenty of times with other players. And then if Keenan Allen was always an example I go to, started off his career, you know, getting hurt and banged up a lot. The the narrative was he can't stay healthy. And then, you know, he reels off seven straight years. And, you know, I know he's hurt right now and been awful. But still, that's what happens. I mean, I think Bradley Chubb, you have to trust the, the profile is good. The draft capital was good. Um, the college production was good. And plus, we've seen him flash. You know, if you look at... This year, he's already had two games over 30 points. Um, so, I mean, he has that very high ceiling. Uh, he, he grades out well. Um, yeah, I like Bradley Chubb. I think it's a, I think it's a good move for Miami. What did, what did you think about it? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they didn't have much uh, pass rush this year. Um, Agba has, like, disappeared completely. So it's really just been Jalen Phillips and then, you know, whatever other random stuff Javon Holland does or Jerome Baker gets a sack or something. Um, that's not sustainable. So this this move was great for them. Uh, I think the question is, like, do you trust them immediately this week? And I think, you know, it's pass rush. It's not reinventing the wheel. So I don't see why not. I'm more worried about Roquan this week, but we'll get to that. Um but yeah, I'd, I'd be fine with plugging Chubb in right away. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he's playing the Bears. I mean, they've given up the most sacks in the league. So yeah, it's it's a perfect matchup for him. Perfect little intro for him there in Miami. Um, we could see a monster game and dynasty. I mean, this is this this moves 
Chubb up quite a bit. You know, I think he's a he's a top twenty option for you. I have the I have the option to extend him in my RSO league for like two years. It'd be like ten million per year. I'm thinking hard about doing it, man. I think he's gonna be one of the better edge rushers uh, in the league for for the next. I don't know, two, three years. Um, I'm just very excited about about where. And also, you know, we talk all the time on, on the IDP show about just grown ass men. And once you, you know, he's a he's a he's a man, dude. He's going to be going up against people that are three, four years younger than him now. Um, he he's he worked alongside Von Miller for multiple years. Mm. You know, you know that they're still tight and all that stuff. So I mean, yeah, I, I think that we've not seen the best of Bradley Chubb. Yeah. Great move for them. He's currently at 13.7 points per game. Also with a 79.7 PFF grade. Uh, he is the lead scorer for the dolphins this year with Javon Holland right behind him. 13.4 points per game, 70 even PFF grade. Uh, so with Brandon Jones being done for the year, the box and slot duties have gone to Javon Holland. That's funny. I thought that that was definitely a possibility after I saw his box score last week. I was like, something changed. This ain't normal. So that makes total sense. Uh, he played three snaps on the line, 18 in the box, and only 14 at free safety, 22 in the slot. So wheels up for Javon Holland. Next guy on our list is Jalen Phillips, who should improve with this as well. I mean, his playing time has gone up quite a bit, and now they have you know more than just him to worry about. Uh, 9.6 points per game, 79.6 PFF grade, 80.4 pass rush grade, 15% pass rush rate, excuse me, pressure rate, and a 21.7 pass rush win rate. Uh, so there's a reason Jalen Phillips is uh, one of our favorite AVI boys and squirrels, whatever that means. <laughs> Well, this is one that I thought I was going to read, so I'm saying there's a there's a reason why Jalen Phillips is my Avi. Uh, he's elite. He's elite. What's the squirrel thing about? Just boys, boys and squirrels. It's you know, it's kind of like boys and girls. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Johnny. It's okay. I love you. Yeah, he is elite though, and he just got better with this trade, so that's good for him. Um, Jerome Baker, however, not a big fan. Nine point two points per game, just just okay. But uh, it's a warm body if you need it. Christian Wilkins, solid as a defensive tackle, just okay. Otherwise, nine point zero points per game. With Brandon Jones on IR, we all thought it was going to be Eric Rowe, but it was Verone McKinley that filled in. He played 80% of snaps deep and did nothing with them. I trust that 0%. Emmanuel Agba is averaging just 4.8 points per game. This is his career worst, 55.6 PFF grade. He had 77 last year and a 66.4 PFF grade in 2021. Uh, so yeah, something did not go right for him. Must have spent the off season training with Robert Quinn. So that's, that's our right. Dolphins. I, I like that joke, by the way. Was that you or was that someone else? Oh yeah, that's me, baby. I write all my own stuff. Yeah, sure, right for the sitcoms. Um, sure. Okay, Bears. So no more Roquan Smith. Uh, who do we expect to get snaps alongside Morrow? I have no freaking idea. I've seen four different names. Uh, I don't trust any of them. I what I've done is just grab the guys that are available that no one else has taken yet. I've put them on my bench. I'll see what happens this week and adjust. What are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm. I'm actually going to have to roll out Sanborn in, in one of those leagues. So I'm oh. going to just. I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to cross my fingers and hope it works. It it could be AJ Klein too. That that went under could the be. radar for a lot of people, and 
I'd trust him more than a bunch of guys that have never seen a, an NFL field in their life. Yeah, that's true. I just, I hope that it's, I hope Chicago just wants to evaluate some of these young guys. That's, that's really my thinking at this point. I mean, they know the season isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Might as well let the young guys get some reps and try and improve. But yeah, it's um, no idea. You know, it's, if you want to take that risk, you know, it's because you're in a, a really bad spot. <laughs> right. Right. It, all, I'm all I'm hoping is that we actually get another full time role out of this. And it's not just like what the Raiders did. <laughs> right. But so, yeah, it's um the other options would be uh, what's his name? Joe, Joe Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Sanborn and Klein are, are the three, I think. So, yeah, good luck to you out there. That's something we'll obviously be monitoring uh, and we'll let you know how that goes on uh, next week's show. Yes, sir. Uh, okay, so without Roquan, it's Eddie Skidmarks Jackson at 14.9 points per game. That's 11th in uh, all defensive backs, 75.8 PFF grade. This is the best season he's had in a long time. He's actually looking real good. Uh, four interceptions on the season. That's tied for the most in the NFL. Looking darn good. Jaquan Brisker and Jackson, I think, both got better with this trade, too, um, production-wise, at least. Uh, Brisker, 13.3 points per game, 70.5 PFF grade, looking good. Kyler Gordon, 9.8 points per game, 50.6 PFF, pretty good. Uh, Decent matchup this week with Tyreek and uh, Waddle Waddle on the other side. So, yeah, I'd play Kyler. I'd play Jalen Johnson. Uh, Vildor is kind of the lesser option of those three uh nicholas morrow 8.7 points per game 56.9 pff grade he should get better as well uh pass rush pretty much non-existent uh, i believe it was al quadin muhammad actually led all their pass rush guys and snaps last week so that's that's how bad we're talking uh travis gibson though 7.4 points per game 56.7 pff grade played a season high 67 percent of snaps last week uh, 14.5% pressure rate on the year. So a little bit better than the league average of 9.7. Yeah. So those are your bears options. Uh, I'm comfortable with pretty much all of them except Travis Gibson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're hopefully not starting any, anyone on that line, but you know, it is, uh, we, it is by week hell. So we oh, yeah. could, I, we'll I got, Al- I, I got Al Muhammad going to a couple <laughs> places. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> All right. So moving on, we got the Vikings. They're favored by three and a half versus the Commanders. Over under 43 and a half. Vikings ranked 22nd in pass blocking efficiency, allowing 76 pressures and 14 sacks on 283 pass snaps. Commanders ranked 29th in pass blocking efficiency, allowing 108 pressures and 26 sacks on 340 pass snaps. That is the third most sacks in the league uh, given up. Um, Commanders are also giving up the most points to linebackers. Um, Cam Bynum is not practicing right now. Cole Holcomb's not practicing. Those are some of the injury uh, updates. Vikings leaders in points per game is Darius Smith, 20.1 points per game. He has racked up five sacks in his last two games, giving him eight and a half on the year. That is tied for first in the NFL. 85.1 PFF grade, 16.5 pressure uh, rate. Boy, what a signing by Minnesota, man. Yeah, he went nuts last week, dude. Yeah, I mean, he's looking like 
he's looking like one of the best pass rushers in the league. And he is. He is. I mean, that's what a tandem there. Daniel Hunter and, uh, and Zadaria Smith are going to be for the next few years. Yeah. Yep. Okay, we also got Jordan Hicks having a great year. 16.1 points per game. 60.3 PFF grade, so that's not terrible. Harrison Smith, 15 points per game. 62.0 PFF grade. The dude's 34 years old. Uh, love to see it. Daniel Hunter, 13.1 points per game. 79.9 PFF grade. Patrick Peterson's been very good this year. In uh, in fantasy and in in PFF, he, he, yeah, 12. he's been great in all twenty two. Also, yeah, yeah, and I loved I loved this last week. Do you hear? Do you hear him calling out the uh, his former GM in Arizona, Steve Kime, after the game, and, and then and then the <laughs> yes. uh, press conference later. Yep, <laughs> I love that man. That guy is uh, he's a seasoned vet. You know, still looking, still looking like uh, one of the top corners in the league. But yeah, it's just a great situation there for him in in Minnesota. Um, Eric Kendricks, 12.2 points per game. Let's look at his PFF grades over the last four years. 90.1 PFF grade in 2019. 82.6 PFF grade in 2020. 59.2 in 2021. And this year, Mm. 57.5. So, yeah, that's um, that's not what you want to see. But he's still being somewhat productive for us. and I think he's I think he's got room to improve. I think we could see him have a, a much better second half. That's what I'm hoping. At least I've got him in quite a few spots. Mm. Um DJ Wanham, nine point five points per game, sixty point one PFF grade. You know, surprisingly playing forty nine percent of the defensive snaps, even though Daniel Hunter and Zadarius Smith are, are out there doing their thing. So he can be a spot start for you in like a, a deeper league, you know, where you start like four defensive linemen or whatever. Yep. Um Cameron Bynum, 8.4 points per game this year, 55.9 PFF grade. But again, I mentioned earlier, he is not practicing as of yet. So uh, that could be Josh Metellus stepping in potentially. He had a monster week, I think, when he stepped in for Harrison Smith. Right. Yeah, it is Josh Metellus. Yep. Um, and yeah, this is a, you know, uh, Cam Dantzler's been red hot. Um, and with the commanders having Heineke back, I'm I'm all about it. I'm fine with that. That's a good corner stream. Uh, commanders with Carson Wentz, no. Commanders with Heineke, yes. Uh, there's there's a marked difference in case anyone hasn't noticed the last two weeks. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that uh, the Commanders are four and four, dude. Yeah, dude they they're they're a different team with Heineke at quarterback. Uh, Scary Terry is a real person again. Uh, yeah, you know, like they they're just they're actually dangerous on offense. Like it's just a totally different team. Yeah. Uh, speaking was... speaking of these two teams, uh, so your Vikings are seven and one, right? Yeah. Talk to me about it because this this hasn't happened for a while. How you feeling? Feel good, dude. I mean, it's it's amazing. They're they're a good team, you know. I mean, we we touched on it earlier, but Zadarius Smith, just a massive signing for them. Um, and now they've they've added T.J. Hawkinson here at the deadline. I mean, just huge, huge move right there by them. I mean. Irv Smith is fine, but this is definitely an upgrade at tight end. Um, yeah, I mean things are great. The 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 coaching that w- that was what it was, right? I mean they needed they needed an offensive mind in there, and um, he's a good he's a good coach. I mean he he learned from one of the best, and uh, yeah, that they're doing awesome. It's it's been fun to watch. It's it's a fun brand of football. You know, I enjoy watching their, their games this year. Um, Kirk Cousins is is dealing and and. 
I'll, I'll be totally fine if he wants to stick around for a little bit. You know, I've, I've probably thrown a lot of shade on him in the past, but <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's got himself an offensive minded coach. He's got some of the best weapons in the league. Um, is he limited? Of course. Is he going to turn into a pumpkin in, in the, in a big game? I, I'm, I imagine so. Uh, <laughs> so we'll talk more about it. Uh, if we somehow are in the Super Bowl, but you know, this team has broke my heart. 30 times, 30, 40 times. I mean, it's, I'm expecting, I'm expecting the rug to get pulled out from under me at some point. <laughs> Dude, they're, they're healthy though, too. That's the other thing. Everyone else, it seems like a lot of other teams are shredded and, and these guys aren't even the traditional Dalvin cook injury, knock on wood has not really occurred yet. Yeah. Right. And I mean, they had the luxury of being in the, the uh, NFC, which is just, you know, when you stack up the conference first conference, I mean, it's, it's, just not as good, not even close to as good as what they got going on in the AFC. So, right. yeah, I mean, all good things. Everything is, uh, we're loving it. We're loving life right now. But we know in the back of our mind that it's it's going to turn dark very fast. <laughs> okay, so the commanders, Jonathan Allen, just so underrated, so disrespected in IDP and in real NFL. 15.6 points per game this year, 77.0 PFF grade, four and a half sacks. Uh, Deron Payne, 14.1 points per game, 58.2 PFF, also has four and a half sacks on the year. Montez Sweat, 12.4 points per game, 88.6 PFF grade. That is seventh best among all edge rushers. He has three sacks on the year. He's really only had two big weeks. Other than that, he's been pretty disappointing, but still, we love to see those grades. I mean, that's that's very nice. Uh, Cole Holcomb, 11.3 points per game, 66.6 PFF grade. Cole, I don't like that. Mm. That ain't good, brother. Nope. But um, who's going to be filling in for Mr. Holcomb? It was, it was, it was Jamin last week. So it'll be Jamin again, but I, I wonder who the, uh, I think I the, saw they had another injury too, maybe to Mayo. Oh yeah, I'm not sure. I you see what I didn't see is who the Jamin guy was that filled his uh role. I missed that. Was yeah, it Mayo? So I think it was, but I I'm not sure. I mean you're maybe playing Jamin Davis if if Holcomb misses, but uh that's always like a cross your finger situation, it seems. Mm. Um Cameron Cole uh Cameron Curl, eight point seven points per game. Not the, not the best for fantasy. Uh but he is grading really well, 84.5 PFF grade. I mean, and the usage is also great. 77% of the snaps coming from the defensive line, box, or slot. So hopefully he'll pick it up. I mean, that everything's lining up for him to to be a, a good player for us. Uh, Derek Forrest, he's still lingering around there. 9.1 points per game, 82.1 PFF grade. Snaps are also starting to tick up a little bit. 72% in week seven, 67% in week eight. He was between 44 and 56% between weeks three and six. And, and Bobby, then also oh, Bobby McCain just got canned too. So, Oh, did he? Yeah. I missed this. Yeah. You got, they, you, what, got, you got traded to the Steelers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I there you that. go. That, that thought, might be the connection right there. Well, I thought it was, uh, didn't they trade someone else too? Wasn't it like Willie Jackson? Oh, William Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. William Jackson to the Steelers. Yeah. That's who wow. it was. Who did who did I say? I said Derek. Bobby McCain. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. William Jackson was traded to the Steelers. Yes. Okay. Well, so we'll see how that shakes out there. I mean, I guess McCain 
McCain's still getting snaps, so um, I guess they've just been rolling out more three safety sets. Um, man, that may be because Cole Holcomb was banged up. I bet that's why we've seen Derek Forrest, uh, his usage tick up. So, yeah, I mean, you can't start that guy, but just something to pay attention to. I'm glad we got to work through that <laughs> in, in real time for the fans. That's, that's how we do it here, y'all. Um, also, Chase Young. Sounds like he is going to be coming back pretty soon. Mm. Um, are you excited about Chase Young? Are you hopeful for Chase Young, Johnny? I, I am. This is great. This is great because think about it. Like this season has been brutal, dude. Like between the injuries, the shenanigans, the the longer season, and the buys stacking up on us, and and just everything bad. We we get week nine or ten or whenever soon. A basically in redraft, a waiver wire top 12 defensive end out of left field. Um, you know what I mean? Like, and most of us play dynasty, but a lot of us play a redraft too. And it's like, this is great. This is just when you need it. And if you have him on dynasty and he's coming back to reinforce your team in the next week or two, that's huge. Like, God knows we need it. Yeah. I hope, I hope Chase Young is, is fully, um, healthy. Um, because, you know, commanders need him too. They need him. They need him out there. I mean, he he reminds me. I mean, the the situation is is Bradley Chubb, right? I mean, that's that's the that's the parallel. Like that's 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 where um, just the the situation is the exact same. They both the the both the careers have started out the exact same. Chase Young started off hot. Bradley Chubb started off hot. And then both of them have been dealing with injuries. Um, but yeah, I think Chase Young is is a is a good uh, bounce back candidate. I I think that I think that he's going to be fine. I'm I'm hoping that at least. Yeah, same. Yep, I'm with you. Always thought he had a bright future, so it'd be nice if uh, we saw it. Yep. Uh, righty, Panthers, Bengals. This actually, I think, will be fun too. PJ Walker's been great, man. Reminds me of Kurt Warner a little bit with that uh, XFL Arena League stuff, you know. Um, so over under 42.5, Bengals are favored by seven and a half. Panthers rank third in offensive line pass blocking efficiency. They've allowed 50 pressures and 21 sacks on 270 pass snaps. Uh, since he ranks 14th in offensive line pass blocking efficiency, they've allowed 81 pressures and 30 sacks on 340 pass snaps. Those sacks are second most in the NFL. Uh, so Shadobi Wouzier, torn ACL, done for the year. Um, Still haven't quite figured out who the replacement uh, corner is going to be on that, but you probably don't need to stream corner against the Panthers. PJ Walker is an improvement over Baker, but still, this is not an ideal corner stream. The reverses, uh, Dante Jackson and JC Horn are great against uh, T Higgins and uh, uh, Tyler Boyd, but no, you don't want to go with any Bengals corners this week. Uh, so Panthers points per game leaders, Frankie Louvu, 17 points per game, 73.4 PFF grade. Although what we thought was going to happen has happened the past few weeks. His playing time has gone back down to 75% week eight, 66% week seven, where Shaq Thompson's has gone back up to 100% of snaps, um, which is something that we thought would happen earlier in the season. I did at least. I don't know about you guys. Um but, yep, uh, so he leads all producers over here. Brian Burns right behind him, 13.9 points per game, 73.4 PFF grade, 36 tackles on the season with five sacks, 13.8% pressure rate, just an absolute monster uh, at defensive end. Big fat guy, Derek Brown, right behind him, having a really good year too. A lot of people haven't noticed this, but he's been pretty solid, especially if your league scores tackles highly. 
11.3 points per game, 89.7 PFF grade. That's incredible. That's sixth in the league among interior defensive linemen. 40 tackles already. That's insane. One sack on the year. Having a really good year. Uh, right behind him, Shaq Thompson, 10.7 points per game, 66.2 PFF grade. Has gone back up to 100% of snaps the last two weeks in a row, so that's looking good. Uh, Jeremy Chin, not coming back this week, but looking real good for week 10. 10.3 points per game, 46.3 PFF grade. If and when he comes back, that'll displace Miles Hartsfield, who's the next guy on our list here. 7.7 points per game, 59.4 PFF grade, although he's up to 10.2 points per game since week four when he started seeing a bit more snaps. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in the Panthers before we move it on? No, don't think so. I mean, Gross Matos, he's been okay as of late. This is a, this is a really good matchup for him. So, I mean, you know, you can do worse. And, and yep, this is a really good Dante Jackson week and to a lesser extent, a uh, pretty good JC Horn week. Uh, even without Chase, uh, you know, Bengals passing attack is still really good. Uh, okay, Bengals IDP options. Sam Hubbard leading the way. 15 points per game, 73.3 PFF grade. He's on my all 22 team. Love this guy. 36 tackles, three and a half sacks, seven tackles for loss on the season. Really solid. Right behind him, Von Bell, 14.5 points per game, 64.2 PFF grade, four picks on the year. So he's also tied for first with picks. Uh, looking good. Jermaine Pratt, uh, back down to about you know anywhere from 60 to 80% of snaps uh, now that Logan Wilson's back healthy again. But he's still productive, 12 points per game, 61.5 PFF grade. Trey Hendrickson, right behind him, 11.4 points per game, 83.8 PFF grade, 21 tackles, four sacks, three tackles for loss on the season. Pretty good. Uh, BJ Hill having a pretty, really good year for a defensive tackle, uh, especially if your league has that. 10.7 points per game, 59.8 PFF grade. Logan Wilson was back healthy last week, played all 100% of snaps, 10.7 points per game, 68.7 PFF. Uh, not doing exactly what we wanted, but at least he's healthy, so he's got a chance to bounce back. And Jesse Bates, good God, just disappointing everyone, 6.6 .6 points per game, 65.7 PFF grade. And, and seriously, I don't, I'm in all these different scoring systems. There isn't a one that Jesse Bates is doing well in. <laughs> no, no, he is droppable everywhere, folks. I mean, no one, no one has him anymore. Everyone, everyone knows. Yeah, not great. All right, uh, it is funny, Jermaine Pratt. Like Jermaine Pratt, he he's more productive when he plays seventy percent of the snaps. When he plays hundred percent, he's not as good. <laughs> oh, dude, don't don't get me started. So I rarely uh, there's there's legal betting out here, and I rarely rarely do the defensive props. But the week that he was starting, in, instead of Logan Wilson, it was like seven and a half over under combined tackles. I was like, oh, that's easy, that's a smash. And, and yep. he ended up with like six total and like four of them were assists. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, what is this? <laughs> I know, man. I think he had nine this last week going back to the 70% roll. So, right, uh, right. <laughs> just funny. Also, Von Bell, one of those picks, dude, was at a Mari Cooper throw that beat me in, in a league. I was so mad about that. Um, so just, just, you know, that's how the luck's going, folks. But, 
Mm. Oh, well, we, we press on. Uh, Chargers versus the Falcons. Chargers are favored by three and a half over under 49 and a half. Chargers rank 12th in offensive line pass blocking efficiency. They've allowed 85 pressures and 10 sacks on 329 pass snaps. Those 10 sacks are the least in the NFL. Atlanta ranks 15th in pass blocking uh, efficiency. They have allowed 52 pressures and 19 sacks on 215 pass snaps. Chargers are second in plays per game with 69.3. Falcons are 30th in plays per game, averaging 58.1 per week. Uh, The points per game leaders for the Chargers, Khalil Mack, 15.7 points per game, 80.3 PFF grade. He's balling this year. Love to see it. Drew Tranquil, 15.3 points per game. That's a career best for him. Uh, 72.0 PFF grade. Derwin James, 15 points per game, 77.5 PFF grade. Joey Bosa injury was expected to be 8 to 10 weeks, so we should be getting in the range for him to return. Um, what about the corners there in, in uh, for the Chargers, yeah, the, Johnny? Oh, man. So this is this is kind of a weird matchup. And honestly, I would not be shocked if the Falcons won and maybe even handily. Like, the Chargers are just frauds this year, dude. And and without Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, like, this is – Vegas is tempting everyone with the line this low. Like, I'd bet Falcons straight this week easily. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, Falcons run the ball, and they run the ball well. They don't like to pass. So, Asante Samuel and company would have to be, like, splash play dependent, and that's never a good idea. Like, if you're betting on I need an interception or, or a sack to have a good week, that's not a good bet. Uh, you need a tackle floor. You need a pass defense floor. If you don't have that, you're just relying on something that doesn't happen that often. Uh, so no chargers for me. Um, I would be okay with Falcons, but no Mike Williams, no Keenan Allen doesn't inspire confidence for the chargers passing attack. Uh, so I'd, I'd say deeper leagues only for um, you know any Falcons guys you want to go with this week. And AJ Terrell's out. So what other Falcons guy do you really want to go with? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, surely you have better options than that guy. Um, good stuff there, Johnny. Falcons points per game leaders, Michael Walker, 14.4 points per game, 49.2 PFF grade, though. So could we see Troy Anderson soon or, you know, later down the line? Maybe. Uh, Grady Jarrett, 13.6 points per game, 76.1 PFF grade. So nice to see him bounce back. It feels like he hasn't been relevant for like two or three years, but yeah. welcome back. Grady Jarrett, Rashawn Evans, 13.3 points per game, 59.7 PFF. Richie Grant, 10.9 points per game, 60.1 PFF grade. Lorenzo Carter averaging 10.8 points per game. Uh, Jalen Hawkins, 10.7 points per game. He missed week eight because of a concussion, but it sounds like he is back practicing. How are the rookies grading this year for Atlanta? So Troy Anderson, 49.7 PFF. Arnold Ebiketti, 66.7 PFF. D'Angelo Malone, 66.4 PFF. Shout out toppers. Go tops. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm hoping we could see more D'Angelo Malone down the stretch. He did get his first week, uh, for his first sack a few weeks ago. So um yeah. I I don't I, I like those rookies there. I think that uh I think that they're gonna be fine. Just it'll probably be a, another year before we can trust them and, and whatnot. So um I think we covered about everything as as far as the corners go for that matchup, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, I think we're looking good there. Uh, yeah, th- I mean, 
the way I usually do this is like I target the matchup I like the most, like between the two teams, and then drill down from there. And this is not the most ideal matchup this week by far. Um, this one looks better though. Packers Lions. Um, you know, Lions offense has been fairly potent in some weeks, but we'll see. Uh, so Packers are favored by four uh, against the Lions. Over under forty nine point five. The Green Bay offensive line ranks seventh in pass block efficiency. They've allowed 58 pressures and 17 sacks on 302 pass snaps. Detroit ranks 25th. They've allowed 78 pressures and 13 sacks on 269 pass snaps. Uh, So, yeah, the big news here is Devondre Campbell left week eight early with that knee injury. We haven't seen him practice this week. Expect him to sit. It's uh, I've heard Isaiah McDuffie. Have you guys heard different? Yeah, that's what I'm hearing as well. Yep, so that's probably the replacement right there. Um, so there you go. There's your backup if you need it. Uh, Preston Smith, limited participant in practice this week. Charles Harris, limited for Detroit. Deshaun Elliott, though, full participant, and he's been red hot. So that's that's good news. Uh, Packers points per game leaders. Rashawn Gary leads the way, 15 points per game, 79.5 PFF. Shout out to uh, Kyle B. Uh, yeah, great season so far for Mr. Gary. Uh, Devondre Campbell right behind him, 14.2 points per game, 76.7 PFF. Uh, yep, we just talked about this. McDuffie will probably be the fill-in. Uh, Razul Douglas, 10.9 points per game, 64.3 PFF. Pretty good week for him. Uh, Lions will probably be passing the ball early and often, so uh, Razul coming off a great week, probably in for another good one. Uh, Quay Walker next, 10.5 points per game, 51.3 PFF. Any concern about the shenanigans with him last week? Getting ejected, getting literally scolded in the press conference afterwards? Yeah, that that's not the best look for the rookie. Um, but whatever. They don't, have a, they don't have a choice, though, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, you got to get him out there. Right. If Campbell can't go, like, what are they going to do? Sit this guy is like uh, you're in timeout thing? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure they would love to make a statement, you know, about that, but... Yeah, I, I'm I'm expecting Quay to to play. I'm I'm gonna roll him out if I need him. Um, just the the opportunity is is too juicy. Yeah, right. And their season is swirling the toilet anyway. Like they can't afford to screw around. This is not years past Packers. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. And then Jair Alexander after him should be a good Jair week as well. Ten point four points per game, seventy six point one PFF grade. Preston Smith, pretty solid, 10.3 points per game, 65.3 PFF grade. And Kenny Clark for the defensive tackle leagues, 7.1 points per game, 70.6 PFF grade. So those are our good Green Bay options. For Detroit, it's Malcolm Rodriguez leading the way, 14.1 points per game, 62.8 PFF grade, leads all defensive rookies in points per game, and he's not a full-time guy. Plays on average 73% of defensive snaps each week. That is wild. So there's room for improvement. Uh, beyond him, Deshaun Elliott, who's been, as mentioned previously, red hot past few weeks, 14.1 points per game, 65.4 PFF grade. Alex Anzalone after that, 13.7 points per game, 51.3 PFF grade. Charles Harris is questionable, but when he does play, it's about 10.4 points per game with a 56.1 PFF grade. Aiden Hutchinson, who is just as spotty as my underwear, but you can't sit him. You know what I mean? Like he's had three sack games a couple times now, I think. 
you can't set that. So 10.2 points per game for the season, but capable of monster games. 66.2 PFF grade. The safeties, good God, the safeties. So Kirby Joseph, Juju Hughes were the two last week with uh, Deshaun Elliott sitting. This week it should be uh, Kirby Joseph and Deshaun Elliott, thank God. Uh, Kirby Joseph, 4.5 points per game. 74.4 PFF grade. You can ignore him. And Juju Hughes at a 20-point performance in Week 8, but Deshaun Elliott's back, so he will not be playing this week. Do we we like the Lions to get a quarterback in next year's draft? They're 1-7. Yeah, yeah, they got to make some kind of change. I don't know, man. I, after Hard Knocks, I really thought, and the first game or two of the season, I was like, man, they're they're pretty legit. And that's when I got, you know, those tickets to go see them play the Giants, and we were all excited. And and now it's like, what have we done? You know? <laughs> <laughs> when is that game? Uh, it's like uh, third week of November, I think. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well. Hey, uh, hopefully DeAndre Swift is healthy at that point. He's been uh, he's been another one of my guys that I've I've had to deal with his shenanigans all year. So, oh, um, yeah, brutal. But yeah, I'm, that'll be a fun. I mean, the, those Detroit games every every it seems like all their games are, are pretty fun. At least they're all a bunch of shootouts and stuff. So, yeah. Um, hopefully it's fun for you. All right, yeah. but you're also right about Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, I mean he's just he's a perfect defensive end too for you. You just can't take him out of your lineups. He's going to give you some stinkers, but that's that's the position, folks. Um, moving on to the Colts versus the Pats. The Pats are favored by five and a half. Over under thirty nine point five. The Colts rank twenty first in pass blocking efficiency. They have allowed ninety four pressures and twenty six sacks on three hundred fifty four pass snaps. The Pats rank 20th in pass-blocking efficiency. They have allowed 65 pressures and 18 sacks on 270 pass snaps. The Coats points-per-game leaders, Zaire Franklin, the captain, 14.6 points per game, 58.9 PFF grade, 100% of the snaps last week, folks. That captain patch matters, Bo's. <laughs> 81 tackles on the year. That's third most in the NFL. Um, Bobby O'Karake, arrow pointing down, 12.8 points per game, 72.3 PFF grade, but he just played 61% of the snaps with Leonard returning. So looks like Bobby O is going to be the guy that sees his snaps reduced, and I'd imagine they're going to be pretty significant. Um, Bobby O has 73 tackles, which is eighth most in the NFL. Um DeForest Buckner, 12.1 points per game, 75.0 PFF grade. Quiddy Pay, who's returning to action, 12.0 points per game, 73.4 PFF. Grover Stewart, he's been amazing this year, 10.5 points per game, 74.7 PFF grade, 43 tackles and two sacks on the year. A very nice low-end defensive tackle, one for you right now. Um Shaq Leonard, nine points per game, 47.1 PFF grade. But remember, very small sample size. Um, Guy has had extremely bad luck to start the year, maybe the worst luck of anybody. But he's back. Um, And I imagine those snaps are just continue to to go up. Uh, He's eventually going to be the – it'll be him and Zaire Franklin being the two full-time linebackers. Uh, And I imagine both those guys will play close to 100%. Kenny Moore, 8.8 points per game, 49.8 PFF grade. 
both of those numbers are the worst of his career. Um, Yannick Ngakwe, 8.7 points per game, 48.3 PFF grade. Roddy McLeod, 8.5 points per game, 71.4 PFF grade. Those are your options for the Coats. Now let's look over at the Patriots. Uh, their points per game leaders, Matthew Judon having an awesome year, 18 points per game, 73.4 PFF grade, eight and a half sacks on the year. That is tied for the league lead with Nick Bosa and Sedarius Smith. Dietrich Wise, 12.2 points per game. He's floating off some uh, a couple monster weeks, though. 77.9 PFF grade. Uh, and then Kyle Duggar, 10.6 points per game, 64.0 PFF rate. But we're not trusting anyone on New England's team outside of Judon. I mean, there's yep. you're not playing either of those guys, probably. Nope, nope, and no corners, no corners. I, I haven't seen a, a two-week span yet where the same three corners have had anything close to resembling the same playing time. It's typical Patriots across the board. Uh, and this is not the matchup to stream corner. This will be black and blue defensive struggle. Boring as all hell. <laughs> yep. It does look like the Eagles Texans game has gone final 29 to 17. So Philly advances to what are they? Eight? No. Yeah. Eight. No. Yeah. Damn. Yep. Do you hate Philly uh, being a Dallas fan, Johnny? No, or do you... no, I can't. I can't hate Philly because they beat the Patriots when they were a dynasty. And, uh, my distaste for the Patriots living out here during that span of time trumps uh, NFC East rivalry. I love that. All right, let's see. We got the uh, Raiders versus the Jags. You want to take that one? Yes, sir. So uh, Raiders are favored by a point and a half. Why? I don't know. Uh, but Vegas says they are, so they are. Over or under a 48. Raiders rank 23rd in pass block efficiency. They've allowed 76 pressures and 17 sacks on just 275 pass snaps. That's actually not a lot of passing attempts. Um, Jags rank 6th in pass block efficiency. They've only allowed 59 pressures and 12 sacks on 299 pass snaps. Double D, Divine Diablo, did not practice Wednesday. Uh, I was checking up on that today. It looks like he should be okay. Uh, I hope so, because he's been great. He had 14 tackles last week. Yeah. Uh, leaders for the Raiders, Max with 10 X's, Crosby, 21.7 points per game. Good God. He gets another X every time he has a good week. So yeah. we're, we're at many X's now. Uh, 90.6 PFF grade. That's third best among all edge rushers. He's having a career year across the board. Plays 93% of snaps a week. Has 42 tackles and six sacks already. That's insane. That's the most tackles he's ever had. And uh, in, in a year is 56. He's already at 42, and we're only halfway through the season. Uh, the most sacks he's ever had is 10. He's already at 6. Uh, he should smash both of those. He's just been incredible. Uh, well worth what you paid for him. Nate Hobbs, after that, he's on IR. Uh, he'll be back hopefully towards the end of the season or you know, last quarter of the season. Uh, 13.9 points per game, 70.6 PFF grade. Um, yep, he's out though. Uh, after that, it's Denzel Perryman who only plays like three quarters of the snaps. If we're lucky, 12.5 points per game, 67.2 PFF grade, uh, 57% of snaps in week seven, 69%. Nice in week eight. Uh, not great. Martinez kind of steals some of his shine. Um, double D after that 11.5 points per game, 58.2 PFF grade. 
And I know your guys' scoring system values the big plays, but in a lot of places I'm in, 14 tackles last week was, like, beautiful. So, you know, just throwing that out there. Um, (laughs) Jonathan Abram, though, good God, what is going on? 7.8 points per game, 47.9 PFF grade. Did you guys see how many snaps he played last week? No, were they down? 34%. Rut row. Yeah, it was two weeks ago, it was like 83%. Then it went down a little bit more, and it was 34% last week. It was Trevon Morig played all of them, and then Duran Harmon was behind him, and Abram was the last man out. Uh, he's not hurt. There's nothing wrong with him. He's just in the doghouse. Yeah, it's not good. Not good at all. So more shenanigans for the season. Uh, after that, it's Chandler Jones having a forgettable year, 4.8 points per game, 59.3 PFF grade. That is a Speak- career worst. Yeah, speaking of not good, what in the hell, Chandler Jones? <laughs> I know, it's not good. I mean, my God, dude. I cannot yeah. believe that. That was one dude, of my favorite signings this offseason. I know. The Raiders in general are just, what is going on? Like They've got so much talent and just nothing. I know, dude. What happened to Hunter Renfro? Like, where did he go? Yeah. Um, just a major about Darren Waller. Just, you can't stay healthy right now. Just, uh, it's been a bummer. They didn't score any points last week. against the, Against the Saints. I, my dad was actually at that game. He said, like, they, they hardly got across the 50. Oh, my God. That's, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, And then last but not least, Blake Martinez, who barely plays, so we can just go ahead and ignore him. Uh, Anything else on the Raiders beyond how terrible they are? I don't think so. All right, moving on to the Jags. And the Jags have been a model of consistency and health on defense this entire year. Uh, Seriously, nothing's changed week to week. It's the same snaps. It's essentially the same production week after week. They've been beautiful on the IDP side of things. Uh, Foye Alukan is their leader, 16.5 points per game, 55.3 PFF grade. He's already at 79 tackles, which is fourth most in the NFL. Devin Lloyd right behind him, 13.5 points per game, 57.9 PFF grade with 68 tackles, 13th most in the NFL. Ray Sean Jenkins having a good year, too. 12.2 points per game, 54.1 PFF grade. Tyson Campbell, been an incredible cornerback uh, this year. Uh, I mean, in sleeper, you could even plug him in as a DB. He would have been fine most weeks this year. Uh, 11.5 points per game, 77.2 PFF grade. Uh, and a decent matchup uh, this week. You got to assume that the Raiders are going to have to throw the ball at some point. Uh, Josh Allen, not as good, 11.3 points per game, been a little, uh, cold streak lately, but a good PFF grade, 83.3, uh, Andre Sisko right behind him, 11 points per game, 68.6 PFF grade and Trayvon Walker as advertised only 9.98 points per game, but he's had some pretty big weeks. He's been consistent. He's got a 61.8 PFF grade and he plays enough each week. So I've been happy with him. Uh, thoughts on the Jacks. Devin Lloyd, he's been a little down lately, but uh, yeah, he'll be fine. He's, um, I have him as my dynasty LB1 at the moment. So I'm a big fan, big fan of that guy. Um, obviously, I mean, still still going to keep close tabs on Chad Muma if something were to happen to either Foyer or Devin. I mean, that could be a, that could be a nice little league winner for you, for you down the stretch. So, I mean, 
hope hope for the best as far as health goes. But I mean, you got to be mindful of of some of these situations, like who's the LB three um, for some of these teams. But yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, moving on to the Seahawks versus the Cardinals. The Cardinals are favored by two in this matchup, which that's surprising. Um, yeah, that makes no sense. By the way, uh, don't get that. Seahawks are red hot. I guess. I mean, the Cardinals are at home, so that's usually three points. But still, I mean, I th- imagine the Cardinals or the Seahawks would be favored more than just one point. But um, over under forty nine and a half. It is a division game. I mean, it'll it'll be close. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Seahawks ranked twenty fourth in pass blocking efficiency. They have allowed seventy five pressures and nineteen sacks on two hundred eighty one pass snaps. Cardinals ranked seventeenth. They have allowed ninety four pressures and twenty sacks on three hundred sixty seven pass snaps. Um, Seahawks points for game leaders, Uchina, Nowusu, 16.2 points per game, 75.5 PFF grade. He is your DL7 on the year, folks, playing 80% of the snaps, too. So, um, there's a you know, people wanted to tell you that Seahawks love to rotate, they're going to rotate, they don't favor anybody. That's you missed out on Uchina if you, if you bought into that shit. So, don't listen to that stuff, folks. The people trying to tell you what teams do historically by scheme, like literally all those narratives, like there's, there's like every single one of them is almost wrong that, that, uh, that I was hearing this off season, you know? So don't pay attention to that stuff. It's if, when you start hearing that stuff, that's, that's an opportunity for you to get players like you, Chenna, uh, Tariq Woolen, 13 points, two points per game, 71.7 PFF grade. That's a fifth round rookie folks. Um, yeah, he's awesome, man. He's almost, I, I, it's, it's, I think Snead is corner one at the moment, but he's real close. He's real close to corner one right now. Yeah. He's awesome. He's like six, four ran a four, two. I mean, absolute freak. I don't know how that guy fell to the fifth, uh, Jordan Brooks, 12 and a half points per game, 60.7 PFF grade. Ryan Neal looking like a little bit of a league winner, folks, 10.6 points per game but averaging 20 and a half over his last four uh, since taking over for Josh Jones, 78.4 PFF grade Cody Barton. It seems like Cody Barton season is over 11.4 points per game, 50.9 PFF grade. Don't be fooled by the six tackles and one sack in week eight. Barton just played 51% of the snaps. So I'm afraid his watch is over. Could we see AJ Johnson at some point, Johnny? I don't know, man. It's it's definitely possible. I've been looking for some kind of pattern with this. You know what I mean? To see if someone's going to replace him or what they're going to do with it. And nothing. I just see him fluctuate all over the place and random guys come in. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely definitely a possibility. He has not been great, and uh, they don't seem to be a big fan. <laughs> yeah. Kobe Bryant. Uh, that's Kobe Bryant, folks. That's 9.4 points per game. He's been pretty solid for, for corners back leagues uh Darrell Taylor eight and a half points per game um any other corners we missed for the Seahawks Johnny no but this but but this is the best uh game of the week for streaming corners like easily uh you know Tariq Willen's been awesome like period in almost every matchup except last week I told everyone to sit him last week and I was right because it was the Giants and they don't pass the ball and they didn't and he had a bad week but you can start him this week he'll be fine uh, you know, him or Kobe Bryant. They also have Michael Jackson on this team. Not kidding. 
Um, <laughs> Dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, their corners have the wildest names. Um, but he plays a lot less than uh, Kobe or Tariq Woolen. Um, but any of those three would be fine, depending on the league size. And on the reverse, I mean, Byron Murphy's always solid, and the Seahawks are going to air it out like crazy. And Marco Wilson is a good one for this week because no one really knows about this guy. He's been rock solid all year, and this is a great matchup for him. I th- is this at Arizona, too? So it's it's inside. Yep division two pass happy teams like on turf with great wide receivers on both sides uh quarterbacks that are both hot like this is beautiful for corner <laughs> Geno Smith man what a what a revelation he's like he's tearing it up in all 22 <laughs> he's like one of the best quarterbacks you can have in there um it's amazing it's it is quite uh quite cool to see you know, especially after shipping off Russell Wilson. Oh, but- that's my favorite part about this is is Gino is making it look like Russ was Russ was the problem, and it's clear Russ was the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. He's just a weirdo, man. You just you don't. I don't want to have weirdos around me. You know, if I'm in a locker room, like I don't want some fake ass, socially unaware leader, um, just being a weirdo all the time. You know, yep. I don't have to deal with that. That's another reason why I kind of like Bradley Chubb getting the hell out of Denver, dude, just to get away from that weirdness. You know, a coaching change is coming soon. Like, I don't like where they're at. You know, like, they, I just get him out of there. He goes to Miami, some a place that's on a just a much better trajectory than the, the Denver Broncos. But, yep. yeah. Did you, real quick before we move on, did you see that Richard Sherman clip with uh, Marshawn? Yeah, yeah. He would have – he had a – to call someone else to get a hold of Russell Wilson had like a, a go between, right? Right, right, yeah, just total weirdo, man. Yep. I I will never get over this Kobe Bryant and Michael Jackson thing though. That is that is amazing, <laughs> dude. That is so funny. All right, let's get to the Cardinals side. Cardinals points per game leaders. JJ Watt, pretty solid. Twelve point four points per game, sixty four point three PFF grade. Zach Allen also pretty solid. 12.4 points per game, 75.2 PFF grade. That's the highest on the team. Saving Collins averaging 12.2 points per game. He'd really been kind of meh. He had one monster week. Um, but, you know, he's he's a fine LB3, LB4 for you. Hopefully he turns into more than that. 54.3 PFF grade for Zavin. Jalen Thompson, 11.5 points per game, 63.2 PFF grade. Isaiah Simmons, 10.8 points per game on the year, but he is averaging 18 points per game over his last four. 63.3 PFF grade. So it's actually the best among the linebackers there. So Buda Baker, 10.4 points per game, 72.5 PFF grade. Camus Grugier Hill is in town, Johnny. Mm. That kind of yeah. sucks. Yep. Not great. I mean, Nick Vigil going down at least solidified, like, okay, we know what we got now. Um, this doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, I think we could easily see Grugier Hill coming in at some point and uh, just making it weird. Uh, I don't know that Zavin's going to be the one that gets hurt, but, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, it's unfortunate for Isaiah Simmons, who looks like he's been playing better as of late. So um, we actually have a question. Let's go ahead and get to that. It's about Isaiah Simmons, Johnny. Yep. Um, it is from Blake. Blake asks, would you start Isaiah Simmons at defensive back over Mike Edwards, Jalen Petre, or Jalen Thompson? 
Uh, or is Simmons just too unpredictable to trust? Yeah. Unfortunately, it looks like he was. We were at the point where we could maybe trust him and throw him out there. But with Grugier Hill coming in the picture now, I mean, I, I just don't trust him. Um, I'd probably start Mike Edwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Edwards is super safe, especially this week. Great matchup. Mm-hmm. But uh, Petrie has been getting phased out. I don't know if you've been seeing that. Um, he's been dropping snaps last couple of weeks. He was at 80% or something like that last week. Uh, I, I forget the guy who's replacing him. It's like Martin or Mike Emerson or some weird name like that. Um, but, yeah, Petrie is on the way out, so I would start him over Petrie uh, for sure. But, um, yeah, Edwards is the best option there easily. Okay, so thank you for that question, Blake. Um, let's see. Is that all we got for that game? Yeah. Next game we got um, Rams versus the Bucks. Oh, yeah, okay. Speaking of uh, that matchup, so Rams versus Bucks, the, the battle of uh, who's having the worst year after having a really great year last year. Uh, so Bucks are favored by three. Uh, over under 42 and a half. Uh, the Rams offensive line is dead last in pass blocking efficiency. They've allowed 97 QB pressures and 24 sacks on 288 pass snaps. That's not great. Uh, the Bucks O-line is second in pass blocking efficiency. They've allowed 64 pressures and only 13 sacks on 354 pass snaps. Uh, the Rams are allowing the most points per game to defensive ends, and that lines up with exactly what we just said on the pass blocking efficiency. The Bucks are allowing the second fewest points per game to defensive ends. Thank God to, uh, Aaron Donald's not a defensive end, so we should be okay there. <laughs> uh, Rams, point per game leaders, Jalen Ramsey, 15.1 points per game, 86.0 PFF grade. Great, great, great matchup for him. Uh, Aaron Donald, doing Aaron Donald things, 14.3 points per game, 90.5 PFF grade, looking good. Bobby Wagner, not doing exactly what we thought he would do, but he's been solid. He's been reliable, 12.5 points per game, 83 PFF grade. Leonard Floyd, bit boomer bust, 9.4 points per game, 68.5 PFF grade. Nice to see that he's alive. Yeah, he is alive, yeah. Uh, Ernest Jones, 9.3 points per game, 70.5 PFF grade. Been playing 72% of snaps for the season, but last week did play 91% of snaps. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, it should be a productive game for all these Rams, I think. Whenever these two teams meet, it's it's typically um, you know some offensive fireworks and uh, productive on both sides of the ball. So I think we're looking good for all these guys. This is another really really solid cornerback stream. Um, obviously any of the Rams guys, you know, get Chris Godwin and Evans and Julio. That's beautiful. Um, and, and on the opposite side, you know, Carlton Davis and <clears throat> excuse me, Jamel Dean are, you know, excellent. And, uh, you know, as long as Cooper cups, okay, which I think he is, um, I haven't seen anything, you know, I haven't seen anyone freaking out this week, so he should be, um, they should be pretty productive too. Uh, Bucks leaders. So Shaq Barrett torn Achilles done for the season. That's not great, but that should bump up Joe Tyron a little bit. I think, uh, Antoine Winfield. I did return to practice today. I saw, um, after work limited practice. Uh, he had a bad concussion that made him miss last week. So he's still in danger of missing this week. We'll keep an eye on it, but we know it's Keanu Neal if he's out. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Devin point one is the leader here. 16.9 points per game. 36.8 PFF grade. Good God. 
that's hor- that's horrendous. <laughs> um, uh, after him, it's Antoine Winfield, uh, 14.8 points per game, 83.5 PFF grade. Then Mike Edwards, who's been great all season, 13.6 points per game. Then Levante David, 11.1 points per game with an 80.2 PFF grade. Carlton Davis, great streaming corner option. He's healthy. He's ready to rock this week. 10.5 points per game, 65 PFF grade. Jamel Dean, almost as good, a streaming corner option, 9.9 points per game, 82 PFF grade. Vita Vey, solid defensive tackle option, 9.6 points per game. And Joe Tyron, who is kind of an afterthought, but won't be anymore with uh, Shaq Barrett being gone for the rest of the season, 6.6 points per game to this point. But I believe landed a sack last week and has a 66.5 PFF grade. Thoughts on this one? Devin White. The time to sell is now, folks. Uh, thanks to some recent primetime games for the Bucks, there has been an awful lot of chatter about how bad Devin White looks on defense. Loafing on plays, getting carried down the field by O-linemen, looking lost in coverage. People think this guy is the best linebacker in football. Like I had, I had someone in a in a league tell me that this week that they they thought that Devin White, if they had to choose a linebacker, they would choose Devin White as their linebacker um, over every linebacker in the league. So people think this guy is good. This guy has never ever ever graded. In fact, the grades are getting worse and worse and worse. Again. Everyone else is on to this guy. I think Warren Sapp said they should strip his uh, captain patch. <laughs> so wow. sell while you can. The, I mean, people, you know, I think the perception of this guy is that he is one of the best linebackers in the league. He does rack up a lot of big plays, but he is, uh, he's messing up quite a bit as well. So, you know, I think you can still get a first round pick, a first round rookie pick out of this guy. I think if you can get that, you got to cash out um, because I, we could be trending towards a Zach Cunningham, um, Jalen Smith type situation. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Did was this guy saying like for real NFL purposes or IDP purposes? <clears throat> real NFL, yeah. I mean the uh, mm. no. I mean yeah. I mean thirty six. What was it? Thirty six point eight PFF grade for yeah for, no, 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 for no, Devin no, Wade. No, no. And I mean. Yeah. He, he, he was in the 30s last year too, so I mean it's it's uh it's a trend, and again everyone is starting to take notice. If you if you search his name on Twitter, search Devin White sucks, and and you'll have a lot of tweets to read. Um, so yeah, just something to keep in mind. I think you should sell him. I think he's. I mean, he's gonna be productive for you in IDP if you're if you you know. I think he's gonna be fine for another two years, but there's a chance that the the floor could fall out from under him at some point. Um. Anyway, moving on to the Titans versus the Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by 12 and a half, over under 46. Titans O-line ranks 30th in pass blocking efficiency. They have allowed 63 pressures and 17 sacks on 184 pass snaps. Wow, that is not a lot of passing. Um, but you can't blame them. They don't have any receivers, and they have Derrick Henry. So that's what they right. should be doing. Chiefs O-line ranks 17th in pass blocking efficiency, allowing 79 pressures and 12 sacks on 295 pass snaps. Um, Titans points per game leaders, Jeffrey Simmons, 15.7 points per game, 90.9 PFF grade. That is, mm-hmm. I think, fourth best among defensive linemen, interior defensive linemen. David Long, 
14.2 points per game, but he is on fire as of late. 19 points per game over his last four. 74.7 PFF grade. Love to see it. Danico Autry, 12.6 points per game, 75.8 PFF grade. He's also been fantastic as of late, which is much needed with Harold Landry going down. Uh, Rashad Weaver, 11.9 points per game. He's been okay. He's a nice little DL3, DL4 for you. Um, Andrew Adams, 11.1 points per game. He should be the guy filling in for Monty Hooker, who left last week's game early. Um, I think Hooker just played 44% of the snaps before exiting. Uh, Kristen Fulton, 10.7 points per game. Like I mentioned, Imani Hooker, he's averaging 10.3 points per game, 72.0 PFF grade. I did put a tweet out a few weeks ago. Imani Hooker, the usage has flipped for that guy. That guy used to just be nothing but a deep safety. He's playing a ton of uh, slot and box snaps this year. So I think he was like 72% of the snaps were in the sweet spot is what I, if, if I remember right. But anyway, just completely different than how he's been for the rest of his career. Um, but yeah, he's, he's banged up now. So something to monitor and he was already banged up. So maybe he re-aggravated something, uh, Bud Dupree, 10 points per game. He's been really good this year. Uh, as of late, he was banged up earlier, earlier in the season, but he seems healthy now. Um, and I think he has back to back double digit games, Roger McCreary. He's kind of cooled off quite a bit, uh, compared to how he started the year, but a, a fine option if the matchup's right. Um, which this one certainly is. Oh yeah, Kev- and, and and once again, this is just a scoring system thing. Like he, Roger McCreary will get like seven solo tackles a game and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, it's important to remember big three scoring. We only get point seven five for assisted tackles and one point two five, I believe, maybe one and a half for tackles for solo tackles. So. Yeah, it's not a it's not a tackle heavy league, but the thought behind that is tackles doesn't mean good player. We wanna we want to we want our scoring to as best as we can reflect players that are actually good. And tackling is the most basic thing a defender does. That's that's day one of um defense class. So we don't try and, and, and make that uh we don't try and overvalue tackles, but I mean we you know obviously we we still care about it still the points still add up, um, but yeah, just want to explain myself. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, listen, I'm I'm all about it. I'm I'm just all I'm saying is if I can get like five solo tackles out of a starting corner each week in some of these deep ass degenerate leagues we're in, I'll yeah. take it. I will absolutely take it. <laughs> yep. And and guys, listen, we love playing different formats. I mean, just because we have big three scoring doesn't mean we don't like switching up and, and trying other stuff as well. I mean, that's what it's all about. And it helps you learn just, you know, what guys are, are good at and, and what makes them valuable and stuff. It's uh don't just don't just, you know, corner yourself into I only play this way and I only play on uh, with this scoring and only I only play on this side. Just don't be a douche. All right. Just have an open mind and, and try different things out. Yep. Variety is the spice of life. Yep. All right. Kansas City points per game leaders. The boy, Legereus Sneed, 17.1 points per game, Johnny. That is first among all defensive backs, 76.7 PFF grade. Take a bow, Legereus. We thank you, brother. Uh, Nick Bolton, 16.3 points per game, 69.7 PFF grade. 
Willie Gay playing very well, 14.9 points per game, 50.4 PFF grade. Chris Jones, 14.3 points per game, 92.9 PFF grade. That is tied for first in the NFL with Miles Garrett. Wow. Yeah, so awesome player. Uh, Frank Clark, 9.1 points per game. <laughs> I love how two two solid games in a row, and but definitely the last one was his best game, and then he got hit with the uh, – definitely got drug tested the next day and failed it. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Was this was it a drug test or was it the Uzi thing? I can't I don't remember what it was that he got I, suspended for. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was like some type of a failed drug test. I could be wrong, but I, I it just it's uh it would make too much sense. Just having the best game of his of his of the season, go taking the test, fails it. So Oh my god. Frank Clark, what what is wrong with you, dude? Why can you not <laughs> not be normal for one season, bro? One season, give it just be normal. Um, Carlos Dunlap, he could you know see a, a boost in playing time. He's averaging seven point two points per game on the year. Uh, Justin Reed, six point eight points per game, uh, sixty one point three PFF grade. George Karloftis, five point six points per game. Maybe he sees a uptick in his snaps with Frank Clark being out. But the PFF grade has been pretty bad. 41.7 PFF grade. So he's been struggling as of late. Mm, yeah. Hey, did you start uh, Malik Willis last week? I, I saw that there was a, an expert that, that said uh, <laughs> to start Malik Willis last week. I did actually start Malik Willis. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't because of the expert, but uh, it was just, again, it just where I'm at in uh, in life right now. I said I had to do it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was it was a super flex. It was a super flex, Malik Willis. It wasn't like you know. Okay, that's better. QB one, but yeah, yeah, not the best debut for the boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and this is a great um, Christian Fulton McCreary game. Obviously, you guys don't need me to tell you that though. This is obvious. Uh, the, the Chiefs throw the the living shit out of the ball. So, yeah. Uh, okay, that takes us to Monday night where we got the Ravens and the Saints. I think this will actually be a really good game. Um, yeah. I forget how much – we don't have the Vegas spread here, but I know the Ravens are favored. Uh, Saints are on the up- – <clears throat> excuse me, on the uptick, though. They've been a lot better the last few weeks here. Uh, so the Ravens' O-line ranks fourth in class blocking efficiency. They've allowed 48 pressures and 17 sacks on 271 pass snaps. The Saints O-line ranks first in pass blocking efficiency. They've allowed 53 quarterback pressures and just 15 sacks on 304 pass snaps. The Ravens point per game leaders, Roquan Smith making his debut, 18.3 points per game, 50.8 PFF grade. Let's put a pin in it right here. Are you starting Roquan right out the gate? And Because we just saw this with Deion Jones. Deion Jones is still not up to his full snaps yet. Yeah, probably. I'm probably going to roll the dice with Roquan. I mean, the Dion situation, he wasn't healthy, to, you know, for the most most part of the year. So that's what I'm blaming the Dion Jones slow start on. Um, Roquan's, you know, he's fine. He's he's yeah. If if he plays fifty percent, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough yeah, for Roquan Smith. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, I, that's that's. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have Roquan anywhere? What, what do you What do you oh, think about oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm rolling him out. Yeah, I, I don't care though. I take risks all the time. I don't care. Um, but you know, there are cautious people out there. So, 
Yeah. Figured figured I'd ask. Uh, what are we doing with Patrick Queen? 16 points per game, 59.8 PFF. Uh, what happens to him? Josh Bynes roll? I guess. Yeah, that's someone that I'm probably not going to roll out. Um, it's a shame. I mean, Patrick Queen having the best, I guess, the best year of his career, fantasy-wise and PFF-wise. That guy's always been like in the 40s as far as grades go, too. So, um I don't know. I've seen some. I've seen some thoughts that this will allow him to move into a more his his uh, his more natural position. So you know, maybe they can, maybe him and Roquan can coexist. Um, but I don't know. I don't feel like it's a good thing for Patrick Queen. Yeah, and and just the you know the offensive tendencies of the Ravens don't help with this either. Um, they're not like a, you know, 40 completion a game team. They run an awful lot. They eat up a lot of clock. Pace of play is not ideal for IDP production for them. There aren't a lot of defensive opportunities because they have a lot of long sustained drives. That does make a difference here. So when you add Roquan to this mix, uh, the tackles for everyone else are going to go way down. And they're already down to begin with. Are you expecting Roquan to come down a little bit? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yep. Unfortunate. Yeah. But the splash plays are always there though. That's the thing with him. Right. Like, you know, he'll still get the sacks, the picks, uh, stuff like that. So I you know, it won't be a huge dip, but maybe a tackle or two a game. Yeah. Uh okay, moving on to Justin Houston, who's having a fine year. Fifteen point three points per game, eighty two point one PFF, looking good. Justin Matabukaki, nine point eight points per game, seventy four point oh PFF grade. Uh, Marcus Peters, 9.6 points per game. Pretty good matchup for him, by the way, this week, too. Uh, Saints have been airing it out pretty good with uh, Chris Olav there. Um, after him, it's Calais Campbell, 9.2 points per game, 72.7 PFF grade. Uh, Cuck Clark, 8.4 points per game. Love that. It actually says his real name here. I love that. Um, <laughs> And then Marlon Humphrey, 8.3 points per game, 70.5 PFF. He he did have a hamstring issue last week, so, you know, be a little cautious. It's Monday night. Uh, but if he's healthy, this is a good matchup for him as well. Uh, Odafe Owe, 7.8 points per game, 55.6 PFF grade. Geno Stone, 5.2 points per game on the year, but averaging 12 over the last three, and that coincides with the injury to um, Marcus Williams, I believe. So, uh, 82.0 PFF grade. Geno Stone's been pretty solid uh, recently, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, okay. New Orleans, points per game leader. Demario Davis, 14.8 points per game, 86.5 PFF. Different year, same Demario. Uh, you s- recently sold Demario Davis. What's that all about? Yeah, I uh, sold him to a contender. Um, he was expiring for me. But, uh, yeah, I was able to get two 2024 fourth-round picks, so I was totally happy to, to cash out for that. Um, I mean, DeMario Davis is grading as one of the best linebackers in the league, so, I mean, I I do think he's going to probably stick around for a, another couple of years and still be highly productive for us. But anytime you can cash out on a linebacker, I am crazy deep in that league just because it's so easy to find, dude. Like, yep. you know, um, anytime right. you can cash out, especially on a, a vet like that. I mean, like tomorrow Davis, I just mentioned, I think he, he'll be relevant for another two years, but he, he is 33, 34 years old. I mean, you cash out when you can. And, uh, 
yeah, was happy to do that. Couldn't believe I, I was actually offered that, honestly. But uh, yeah, that was a smash accept. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's a easy position to find. So, yep. Uh, okay, Cam Jordan, next highest up on the list here. 13.5 points per game, 73.4 PFF. Once again, different year, same Cam Jordan. Pete Werner, 13.5 points per game, 69.7 PFF. And I saw something last week that he leads the league in solo tackles this year. That's oh, pretty, wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. He's uh, And he was up to 90-something percent of snaps last week, the highest snap percentage of the year for him. I love Pete Warner. He's a, I think I have him in the top 10 for dynasty linebackers, but yeah, awesome player. Yeah. He's looking real good. Uh, Peyton Turner, 9.1 points per game, 72.4 PFF. And he flip-flopped with Davenport last week, uh, outsnapped him for the first time that I can remember this year. So, uh, you know, the heir apparent looking good. Uh, Honey Badger, bit disappointing, 8.8 points per game, 77 PFF grade. Uh, Marcus May, 6.1 points per game, 67.1 PFF grade. And Marcus Davenport, 4.6 points per game, 78.4 PFF. And I think he was only at like 40, what, 7% of snaps last week or something. It is not good. Wow. Wow. That, uh, yeah, that sucks, man. The guy's in his contract year. Um, I don't think he'll be returning to the Saints, but. The grades are still good. I mean, the pressures are still solid, but uh, yeah, he's he's um, he's just not getting it done for us in fantasy. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, well, Johnny, that is all she wrote, my friend. That was uh, that was fun. That was that was informative. Hopefully, um, would you mind telling the the good folks where they can find all your work and what you got going on right now? Sure. So uh do a weekly cornerback article at idpguys.org. Um, I, I recently put out my cat series at idpguys.org. Make sure you check that out. That's more important than any of this, if we're being honest. Uh, and I have a commercial delivery vehicle with Gary at the SGPN network. Um, it There is some IDP information in there, too. So check that out every Thursday. And uh, love seeing you guys once a month. Uh, so come here as well. I'm all over the place. I'm, I'm, you know, love, love the attention. Everybody the wants a piece in the community. Love the community too. Uh, the community is the best. Everyone wants a piece of old Johnny. We are, we are grateful here over at the IDP show to get you. Uh, but yeah, man, thank you so much for joining me as always. Johnny is one of the best in the world at this. Um, yeah, Johnny, we love you. We thank you. Um, if you guys need anything from either one of us, actually, we got to do some questions. I, I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was just going to ask that, too. Are there uh, questions? I about forgot. Josh sent me a message that says, don't forget the listener cues. Um, <laughs> about did it. So uh, thank you for that, Joshy. So we did, for whatever reason, I thought that uh, Eric's question was about Bradley Chubb solely. But no, Eric asked, Eric Harms, shout out, Eric. We big fan of you, buddy. Um, who are your trade deadline winners and losers? So, I mean, we we did kind of answer it. I mean, obviously, Bradley Chubb, we love that move. Oh, yeah. But also, you got to look in, at Denver as well. I mean, this is huge for Baron Browning. Um, also, Nick Benito. Uh, they got two nice young edge rushers. Um, Benito was drafted this last year. Uh, Browning was drafted in, I believe, 2020. 21 um 
was originally a linebacker. They converted him to edge, and he's he's been awesome. He's had mm. I think multiple thirty thirty point games this year, um, grading out fantastic. All the metrics look good for Baron Browning, so I think that's why you probably saw that the uh, the Broncos do that move because they have these young guys waiting in the wings. Also, you got to remember they have Randy Gregory there who's right. been solid. Yeah, Jermont Jones really solid. Yeah, Gregory's coming back soon. It was the short term IR, I believe. So should be any week now. So yeah, I mean they, Jonathan Cooper also there in the rotation. They're just they're very deep. Um, I, it was a win win for both organizations, in my opinion. Um, who was was there another? Uh, there Roquan was, Smith, I guess, obviously. Yeah, yeah, and that's we talked about that. That might be a wee tiny bit of a downgrade, but um, yeah. not not a huge one. He's still Roquan Smith, and there were a bunch of little weird ones like uh, that uh, Commanders guy, you know, William Jackson going to the Steelers. Dean Marlowe went to the Bills. That that actually could be a stick in the mud if uh, Poyer is out long term. Because we've yeah. seen it's Jaquan Johnson, but Dean Marlowe knows that defense, and they got him for that reason. Um, it that that feels like a connect the dots type thing. If Poyer's out long term, Dean Marlowe's been there before; he's a veteran. Jaquan Johnson's a rookie, you know, so yeah. that could be something. But uh, yeah, everything else is just minor stuff. I feel like. Okay, what? What? Any other deals we missed? Uh, we get them all. Those are the big ones. Those are the big ones, yeah. Okay, if we miss anything, we're, we apologize. Feel free to DM us and ask us personally. We'll we'll respond to you. Uh, we answered Blake's question about the Isaiah Simmons at DB over Mike Edwards, Chalen Peacher, Jalen Thompson. Um, Reagan asked us with Young coming back, Chase Young coming back, what are your thoughts dynasty-wise on the Washington defensive line? Is Young a buy-low or would targeting Sweat or Allen be what you do? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, Chase, uh, yes to every to everything. Um, right. Chase Young is a great buy low. I mean, I love Montez Sweat. I mean, he's he's grading as one of the best edge rushers in the league right now. I mean, you bring Chase Young into the mix that that should help him um, connect on some of the the sacks. Um, yeah. D- d- uh, Jonathan Allen, I mean, he continues to be one of the most underrated defensive linemen in the league. I mean, you know, he's every bit as as good as Jeffrey Simmons and Quinn and Williams, but for whatever reason, I mean, he kind of gets, you know, knocked down um, rankings lists for I don't know. I mean, he's 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 not he's not old either. He's like twenty seven, twenty eight, I believe. So I mean, he's you know he's just now entering that that grown ass man phase of his career. But yeah. They're all buys, I, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Um, we've seen stacked defensive lines before. The Eagles have one right now. And and the only problem is that we don't know who's going to be the blow-up guy each week. Like this game tonight, it was Javon Hargrave. Um, but, you know, it's at other points in the season, it's been sweat. It's been, you know, Graham, Barnett, like in years past, it – you know, but that's the nature of defensive line. It's not an every week position. And if you have more guys with talent on the line, that that means less double teams on the guys that are the best, and everyone eats, and that's a good thing. Yep. Okay. Cool. I think uh, I think that does it for the listener questions. Once again, thank you guys for submitting those. We love we love getting questions from y'all. We love uh, we love being able to chop it up and go back and forth with each other. So, um, if you have any other questions, reach out to us. DM us. You know what to do. 
We wish everyone the best. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love you. It's greener on the other side, other side I was chilling hillside, getting high Do I ever cross your mind all the time?